one. Here we go. We're live. We made it. Hello. It is just you and I. Welcome to the Illusions Destroyed podcast. Yes. Today is what? September the 4th? September 4th, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. You have myself, Garrett Vassell, and the lovely Chris Jackson. Unfortunately, Tasha's been fired. <laughs> no, she, she was a little under the weather, stressed out, having a rough day, her first day of school. And mind you, she homeschools four of her six children, I think. I don't, I don't know how many children that she homeschools, but it's pretty much a full she, class. I think she has five. I think she has six kids. Does she? Right. But yeah, so she had, a, she had her first right, day <laughs> today. And so she was taking a break from the show. I don't blame her. That's a, nope. that's a lot to do. But you and I are going to carry the load and make this an incredible show. We got some topics today, man. We really do. Made, I mean, the news made our show today. So we, it's not like we have to dig through a whole lot. I mean, this weekend, you know, obviously we talked about the funerals. And then since season one of John McCain funerals is over, can't wait for season two to come out. Um, is there really going to be a season two? There should be. But I, feel like it, I feel like season one lasted forever. With how they milked it. I know, they went too many episodes. One too many episodes. But Seriously. today we have Nike choosing to use Colin Kaepernick as its new face of the brand for its 30th anniversary. Uh, we have... Played football in two years. Yeah, hasn't played in a while. Um, you know, the, we'll get into that. We'll get into the yes. Brett Kavanaugh hearing. Yes. We'll get into priests get into blowing Miami each Beach other. Priests. Yeah, some... Miami Vice Priest Edition. I would also like to mention anecdotally that I think it's funny that the other day I, I, I posted a tweet of the Sowell quote. Mm -hmm. And um, for anybody who isn't familiar with the quote in question, it, it's on our Instagram and on our Twitter. Um, and I noticed. I'm going to read it. I noticed that. We've lost throughout the course of the, what, 36 hours maybe since I posted it? I don't yes. know, something like that. We've lost a good 25 followers, and in that time, we've made followers. So it's more than 25. So I will go ahead and read the quote, and then we'll get back to that. Yeah. Thomas Sowell. To this very moment, slavery continues in parts of Africa and the Islamic world. Very little noise is made about it by those who denounce the slavery of the past in the West because there is no money to be made denouncing it and no political advantages to be gained. I see no lies. It's a pretty straightforward statement, not like he was trying to be controversial with it. No, I don't think so. And so we've net lost 25? Yep. Yep, and, and I know we've taken on double-digit followers since then, so we've probably lost like 30-something since that quote was posted and I don't I don't really understand why I don't understand what the what the issue is what's the issue with that quote well you know 
and we constantly say that we're completely open to disagreement like talk to us like and instead of wasting their time talking to us they decided we were bigots <laughs> and they they ran away yeah just go ahead and hit the unfollow button which takes quite a bit of effort you got to hit the unfollow and then it asks you are you sure you want to unfollow and they have to hit the yes i mean it's not like it's not just right. a quick little boop boop it's a semi-quick boop 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 and it's twitter it's not like you know nobody's judging you on who you follow and if you don't like what somebody's tweeting i mean there's a bazillion tweets every second you know what i mean like just don't pay attention you're taking this pretty personal no i just think it's ridiculous it's not that i'm taking it personally i just think it's ridiculous i think that the state we're in as a society right now is ridiculous it's like up oh, that person said something that i disagreed with before i even think about it i'm going to disagree with it before i put any thought into it to see if there's any validity to what it is and now that i've decided i disagree with it they're not worth my time right off my twitter they come I feel bad i feel bad for these people that are just so afraid of differing views than the ones that they haven't articulated yet so that's my no i'm not taking it personally I I just think it's ridiculous. That's that's my take on that. I know. I, I wish people would engage and, you know, speak their mind as opposed to hiding it or just making it disappear as though that's not what the, you know, what the facts are. It's almost like, oh, well, if I, you know, hide this comment or if I hide this tweet, then mm -hmm. that means it's not really true. It's like, no, it's right. still, it's still true. Slavery is still going on in parts of the world, but. Absolutely. You know. How is that? How is it a bigoted statement to, to say that? Or, or to mention that nobody's speaking up about it because there's nothing to be gained from speaking up about it. How, what, like, where is the controversy? There? I completely agree with you. And just to transition, we can get, slide right into the Kaepernick issue in regards to that, because I've seen a lot of memes on the internet uh, talking about how Nike uses essentially slave labor or cheap labor overseas to make that? their products. Yeah, they don't I know. They used to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much every textile company okay. is doing that. But, you know, as though that's like a lot of the conservative pages and conservative people that I follow are posting these memes saying, you know, oh, this is the this is what's really going on at Nike and they choose to, you know, pay these people so little so they can afford to pay Kaepernick to be their spokesperson. It's like, wait a minute. So you weren't bringing that up before, but now that they're using someone you don't like, you're going to bring up that issue while you, while you type from your iPhone that's assembled in China using <laughs> the same labor. I mean, I, I, I haven't, I haven't stayed up to date with this topic, but I do know that he has been under contract with Nike since 2012. And it just, I mean, this just happened. Like this just occurred, the whole using him and as, you know, the face of the brand, like it happened yesterday. So. So here's what I'll say. My opinion is that it's ridiculous that they're doing this. This is, um, you know, this is kind of the pinnacle of virtue signaling. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I think that just going completely apeshit on Nike is not going to do anything productive. 
you know, burning your Nike gear and what you've already bought. You've already bought the Nike gear. So they already have your money. So what is you burning know, it going to do? And there are some people who, who in times like these will go out and buy Nike gear just to burn it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> being totally ridiculous. I don't, Kaepernick is kind of an idiot. I get where he's coming from. His heart might be in the right place, but he's completely uneducated on what he's talking about. He's actually admitted that, and he's actually admitted that he doesn't care that he's uneducated, which pisses me off. That That's where I kind of go sideways with him. But I think his heart was in the right place. I kind of feel bad that he's getting blackballed from the league because he is better than all of the backup quarterbacks in the league and probably a few of the starters too. But you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. And what Nike's doing is kind of just, it's, it, like I said, it's the pinnacle of virtue signaling, and it's kind of ridiculous. The guy hasn't played football in two years. What is actually the point of making him the face of your new movement or whatever it is they're trying to do? Several points. It's, first off, no press is, or all press is good press. There's no such thing as bad press. Right, and we are all talking about it today. So, yes, every single news media outlet has discussed Kaepernick has discussed Nike you know it's all over the Twitter and the face bag and the instas Mm -hmm. you know it's all over the place so they've won that the first thing people like to point at is oh well Nike's Nike's stock has dropped you know three percent you know it's dropped x amount of points and it's there's several things to that uh, Adidas, their stock has dropped several percentage points today. Puma has dropped several percentage points today. So it's not just Nike. That's interesting. Back isn't it? Time, the football season starting. Yeah. You know, like you would think people would be buying things. The only but... one that's gone up has been Under Armour, just for today. Huh. Um, so there's that. There's um, Nike a few months ago at the end of July. I. I think it was had a pl- or uh, it was published that they were planning a massive stock buyback. So their stock going down in the short term is not necessarily a bad thing for them, seeing as they can buy back their stock for a cheaper price than right. you know they would previously. Apparently, the market's gonna. I mean, they're gonna bounce back. It's not like yeah, I've seen way too many people say, "Oh, Nike's done after this. Nike's Nike's gonna Anybody collapse." Between that and the majority of the people who are saying these things aren't buying Air Jordans. Right. You know what I mean? That's not their, like, <laughs> I had my, my friend, uh, he and I were talking about it today, and he was saying, you know, the people at Nike, the marketers, they understand who their demographic is. They understand who's buying their shoes, who's buying their gear. And they wouldn't have done something like this if they thought it was going to really hurt the bottom line in the long run. I think, if anything, this is probably going to help them in the long run. Because I think there are more, you know, Kaepernick sympathizers than there are Kaepernick detractors. And it could be mixed. It could be 50-50. And a lot of people like to point out, oh, well, and here's another thing that um, I wasn't even aware of. So, yes, viewership in the NFL was down last year, but ad revenues were actually up. They actually made more money. Because it was more expensive uh, between the TV deals and because um, networks were charged to advertise, 
uh, during NFL games than they had in previous years. So they actually ma- they were still making more money than the previous year. Well, let me ask you something. Doesn't that – okay, so the NFL is kind of a marketing beast. Yes, you know? it wins every single week. So is it possible that the advertisers just weren't up to date with the fact that viewership was dropping and maybe last year Luke? That could be it. It would be it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, if numbers continue to decline. But even uh, DirecTV raised the price of the NFL Sunday ticket. Did they? Yeah, so I mean if something's really, really losing value. What'd they raise it to? It was fifty dollars a month. <laughs> it was uh, they I think they raised it like four or five percent. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's more and uh, they also added uh, like they made the red zone okay. a package with it now okay. as well. Smart. I think I think in today's football climate, more people are watching red zone than they're watching actual games. Yeah, I love the red zone, and you can still buy that separately. But yeah. you know, they anyway they upped the price of uh, the Sunday ticket. So couple that with the massive TV deals and the fact that advertisers are being charged more uh, to advertise on the during the football games. They're not losing money. So you keep hearing the rhetoric of, um, oh, they're losing viewership. They're using viewership. Yes, that doesn't matter, though. It, you could have a billion viewers, but if you know, it's not monetized correctly and you're not making money, who cares? You know? Mm-hmm. So... Their bottom line's not hurting. And that's no. that's something that people like to bring up a lot. And I'm not I'm not a supporter of, you know, what Kaepernick's doing or what, you know, the football players are doing. I I, I got into a conversation earlier today about, you know, solutions. Um, and it's like, okay, are we seeing less cops brutalizing people because of the kneeling? Like has right. co- police brutality gone down? See that's See, as, as, as somebody who is viewed as leaning right, my, my take on this whole thing is probably surprising, and that is that I, I kind of – the players should be allowed to kneel if they want to kneel. You know, what, what – there's no rule against it on the books in the NFL, and I think that their point is misguided, um, but their heart's in the right place. And if they want to kneel, go ahead and kneel, because and if yeah, the team if the team you're playing for says that you can, it's like a boss. If a well, okay, a private company tells you what to do, here's the problem with that. And and somebody who I respect reported that Jerry Jones actually said this off the record, that the owners of the league are kind of mixed. It's like half and half of who thinks. The kneeling is a good thing, and who thinks kneeling is a bad thing? However, none of the teams are allowing it because they're essentially afraid that Trump will do something financially detrimental to them. Exactly. Okay. So, what what could possibly be done, though? I don't. Just know. play the, Let's play the no, scenario I, game. I don't live in that world. I have no idea. Because the government can't tell businesses how to operate. I know. I mean, they can. They can legislate, you know, how... To, a, to an extent. Right, but they're not going to come in and say, oh, well, the NFL, 
you know, you can't raise taxes on a specific industry and not do it well, on the whole. To, according to Jerry Jones, who is um, off, off the record for the kneeling, but on the record very against it, or at least according to, I know Stephen A. Smith reported it, and I forget there was one other, but anyway. He, he said that he, he wouldn't mind. He would kneel with them, I believe he said, um, if not for the fact that he got a personal phone call from Trump. And Trump basically said, don't allow this. This is, this is anti-patriotic. It looks bad for the league. Just don't allow this. And the owners already don't trust Trump prior to him taking office because of what happened a few years back when he tried buying Buffalo Bills. And the league was basically like, no, you ain't. And everyone knows, you know, what a vindictive little jerk he is. <laughs> so, I don't know. I kind of feel like it should just be left alone. I kind of feel like I don't agree with Kaepernick, okay? But if Kaepernick wanted to kneel, he should have been allowed to kneel. He should have been picked up by Baltimore last year like they wanted to. They were working him out. And then they came out and apologized for working him out and then didn't sign him anyway. And, like, like it's all so stupid. Like, the dude should have a job. He's good enough to play in the league. And, you know, you want to think he's a moron, he's an idiot, that's fine. Think that. But in the long run, I don't think this is actually affecting the NFL in any dramatic way. So why do the guys who are kneeling still have jobs then? That's, I mean, that's a great question, but I guess... Because it's still happening. There are still guys participating in it, so see, are they... They're not supposed to be able to do it. Right, but are they just not... You know, and they were... Okay, but they were doing it last year still, and they still have their jobs, so are they just that much better than Kaepernick, or... No. No, what it comes down to is Kaepernick was the face... His contract was up. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't under contract anymore at the end of that season. He was offered a contract. The San Francisco wasn't going to re-sign him anyway. They were done with him. So, you know, he had 31 chances, I guess, to pick up a job. Didn't want to take backup money. And everybody was just kind of like, is that true? See, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's quite possible that he didn't. Um, but everybody just kind of like, you know, ran away from that possibility because they were afraid it was going to look bad upon their organization. All these other players are still on the contract. Now, I'm sure some of them contract have come up in the last two years, but you can't – it would be literally impossible to blackball every player who's kneeled. Correct. That's half, I agree. That's half, the, that's half the league. And And probably – I don't know the statistics. I'm just – flying off the logic here, but probably 85 to 90% of the players who are kneeling are black, and you don't want that to turn into a race issue. Well, it is one already. It's too late. I, yes, but what I'm talking about is if the owners were to just blackball all the players who are kneeling and the vast majority of those players are African-American and the teams are all looking like the Boston Celtics of the 80s, then who won championships? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying for a basketball team, they there was a lot of white faces on that team. Hershey um, Hawkins was not who 
Oh wait, no, he played for the Sonics. I mean, Robert Parrish. Yeah. Was, was African American, but he's. Oh, and the and the dude who died, uh, Reggie Lewis. But those are the only two African Americans I can remember on those teams. It was like Kevin McHale, it was Larry Bird, but whatever. It's not important. Danny Ainge, I think, was on the team for a while. But um, uh, my point was, is that if the if the owners start doing that, then it yes, it's already a race issue, but it's not it's not a the owners are racist issue, and it would turn into that if that's what they tried doing. If they all tried blackballing everyone who was kneeling, come on, man, like. I think what the bottom line is, the issue was dead. Kaepernick didn't have a job, but the issue was dead until Trump opened his mouth. And while I'm, I support Trump more than I don't support him, I think sometimes he needs to shut the hell up and stop being such a jerk. And I think with this issue, he was just being a jerk. He was just stoking the flames for fun. So is it – so, okay, so our owners – it's all speculation then that owners are afraid – that something might happen. So. Well, I mean, from, from what I heard when, when Stephen A, and I, I can't remember who the other person I heard say it was, but from what I heard, Trump like personally called like 10 of the owners. Now, nothing was said about what those conversations had, you know, but that's when the owners decided to put this new rule in where there was going to be no kneeling and uh, you can stay in the locker room or whatever kind of half-pregnant crap they came up with. Um, they decided to do that after, like, 10 of the 32 owners got personal phone calls from Trump. So that just seems kind of weird. Was it? A, but is it an issue of, like, something's going to happen, or was he calling guys that he knew supported him and were like, hey, this, you know, this doesn't look good. This isn't... Here's the... <laughs> Because I don't think I that there's anything legally that could happen. From what I understand, none of the owners like Trump as a person or a president. Okay. Even if they're conservative by nature, they don't like him. And you know that that's part of the climate these days is a lot of Republicans don't like him. Look at what happened with McCain, you know? Right. Um, so I don't know. I would be speculating, and I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't live in that world. I have no idea. But – to me, it just seems a little suspicious. Suspicious, I that, yes. I think, I think that Trump is sort of, and I wouldn't put it past him to use his power as president to intimidate people, but I think Trump sort of has a personal vendetta against the owners of the NFL. For not letting him be an owner? Right. And so now he's just kind of having a little bit of fun with it because of the kneeling situation. I think that's what's going to So Okay, we'll, we'll table that. But if there's a rule in place, if a private company puts a rule in place, then, I mean, at the end of the day, the NFL is entertainment. It's not like we like to say, oh, you know, sports are pure, but it's their business. They're about making they money. They haven't been pure since Shoeless Joe Jackson. They're entertainment. They're, they're theater. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's a movie. We're watching a TV show every single week. And if you're not going to do what your script says – then they fire the actor. I mean, a lot of, I mean, look at, look at the nineties with, with, you know, baseball and juicing. Um, a lot of people whose opinions I respect believe, I don't know personally, but believe that the NBA is scripted. Like eh, sports aren't pure. They're, they're, they're entertainment. Do I take them seriously? 
I do. I'm guilty. Well, baseball. You baseball know, is the only pure sport. I, I have my yeah, but baseball juicing and how the league was turning turning its you know back to it. They weren't showing it any you know. They were pretending like they didn't know when they did because you know they had the strike and viewership was down. Yeah, they had to bring so the they, game back. They let they let right. They let McGuire and Sosa do their thing. You know, and they were both cheating, and everyone friggin' knew it. But they were hitting I mean, the ball so far. I, I understand, but, and, you know, and you're a Cubs fan, so Sammy Sosa is probably, you know, important to you. But They weren't winning when he was around, so I don't care. But um, I don't think that that's pure, man, you know? And I don't think it's pure what's going on. First of all, the writers, we can get it, we could, we could have this conversation for hours, but baseball is not pure simply because the writers who vote for the Hall of Fame are all openly biased. You, like, that's, like, completely impure, the way that the voting goes down. And I'm, t- NFL, I'm talking about the game. It feels the same thing, like, with yeah. T.O., like, and that whole crap. Like, I'm kind of on T.O. side. I think he's a baby, but I'm kind of on T.O. side with that. It's like, I, you know, I'm not going to – he's not – you know, I just don't vote anybody first ballot. Well, what, who the fuck are you, what, what are you talking about? You right. Know what I'm saying? Like, if you would vote him second ballot, you should vote him first ballot. Get out of here with that crap. But anyway. We're getting, we're, we're getting away from. Yeah, completely off topic. But I don't think, you know, I don't think sports are pure was, was what I was trying to say. Just coming back to it, though. So, you know, the Kaepernick thing. So, NFL still making money. Yes. Kaepernick's not in the league. No. People are burning their yeah. People are burning their gear as though that's going to do anything. No, they're taking it too seriously. And it's the same people who, I mean, yeah, viewership was down like ten to fifteen percent last year, but there's still a ton of people who were pissed off about the kneeling thing and still watched. Yeah. Do you know why? Did, did, have you heard the anecdote uh, as to why Kaepernick started kneeling? It was, oh, about his girlfriend? Is no, that what you're talking so, about? Supposedly, he used to just sit. Oh, him. and then, yeah, and then talk to, like, the uh, Navy SEAL or the former Marine. Yes. or Was he a Navy SEAL? Yes. Um, I don't know. I think it was a group of them, two or three of them. Okay, but talk to them, and they told him, hey, just take and a knee. They told him, start kneeling. That's more respectful. Right. And look at what the hell that guy. <laughs> he should have just kept sitting and no one would have noticed. Well, yeah, I mean, it was made a spectacle, and that's kind of what, like, turned sports itself into, well, now it's just another branch of politics and a place for people to spew their opinions. People who, mind you, like... It stays out of baseball, though. When, oddly. Well, baseball is an international sport. You don't have, I mean... That's fair. There's tons of foreign-born players playing baseball. Same with hockey. That's fair. Same with hockey. You're right. Um... Even the NBA. I mean, the NBA I mean, is a lot of. But the NBA, but the NBA isn't staying hands clean. They're not really doing a whole lot, though. It's not like. Well, look at LeBron and look at. I mean, Kobe's come out and said crap, and I mean. It's very you know, few, but you don't have entire teams. I mean, last year you had entire teams doing things in the NFL. Yes. So it's, yeah, the NFL is just a different, a different thing, and. I, I understand the whole, oh, well, they need a place to, or, you know, they're using their platform. But what I always come back to is, is it doing anything? Is it doing anything? Is it actually 
causing the change that they want to see. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. are there, are cops magically becoming not racist now because, oh, well, golly gee, these guys are kneeling. So, you know what? I need to take a look into myself. Do we, I mean, do you, do you believe that the majority of cops are racist? No, I don't think the majority, that's, yeah, that's, I think that there are cops just like in every other profession that are yes. not only racist, but uh, underqualified. Yes. And there's several factors for that. The, I mean, in Dallas alone, there's a shortage of like, last time I read, it was like seven or 800 police officers. The, the city's short. 700 to 800 police officers. So I assume that that's the case pretty much in every major city, that there's a huge shortage of people Racial getting into law enforcement. In, uh, New York City also. Yeah. So they're not able to hire people. Like they're, they're having to lower their standards just to fill these positions. And um, so that's one huge factor of it. And another thing is, I say I use the word bitching, but you know, kneeling for things to just get better doesn't seem to do as much as it would say these guys who are kneeling or guys who feel so strongly about it get into law enforcement. Right. You know, it, it goes back to that saying of "be the change you want to see in the world." Right. And look at look at what Jack did. He became a sheriff in Arizona. Right. Yeah, he became a volunteer sheriff. That. No, know, I think. He doesn't get paid for it? I thought... I thought he'd be... You might be right. I thought he had a job. Oh, maybe. Well, now i got to look that up. But, yeah, I mean, it's... So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people talk about the sacrifice. Oh, Colin Kaepernick made this huge sacrifice. It's like, no, a real sacrifice would have been quitting or, yeah, quitting your job and getting into law enforcement because you want to see a big change. Or quitting your job and uh, running for some sort of office right. to you know, legislate change. See, the problem is that nobody outside of the NFL takes Kaepernick seriously because, you know, um, he basically admits that he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Yeah, Shaq's a, uh, a, a reserve police officer in uh, South Florida. Oh, it's, I thought it was Arizona. According to the Orlando... What's, what's a reserve police officer? Is that... Just what they, you know, have an emergency or something like that. Similar to the Army reserves. Interesting. Yeah, there's but, um, a... um, I'm forgetting the dictator of Cuba. What's his name? I don't Ca know why Castro. I'm yeah, there you go. Um, he came out with the Castro shirt that one time, remember? And um, oh no, was it a Castro shirt or was it a Che? No, che Guevara. That's right. Sure. You're right. You're right. Um, and. Uh, when he talks about the topic, he's not very informed, you know, and um, I don't I don't think personally that this plays in, but I think that a lot of people think it do does. He was raised by Jewish parents. Um, you know. Go on with that. No, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't come from. Yes, he's an African-American, but he doesn't come from an African-American household. And I think that a lot of people who view him as being the poster child for this, you know, race inequality, don't take him seriously because of it. And sure. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying that plays in. 
to why people don't take him seriously. I think the I think the live stream froze, but Travis Thorpe in the comments uh, corrected me and said that reserve police are used for parades, weddings, security detail, or uh, special events like county fairs. Uh, so okay. thank you for that correction. I don't make sense. I don't know what the deal is with our live stream right now. It seems frozen. Oh, now my whole computer's frozen now. Why is this happening? Things are going so well. Well, now we got to hold that thought. Live stream looks up. Is it running? No, I'm lying. Live stream is frozen. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Whew. Sorry about that, everyone. That was, yeah, thank you, Travis, for correcting me on the, uh, what exactly we use these reserve police officers for. Yeah. That's pretty so, cool. Can you imagine going, like, going to a parade and seeing Shaq there? Could like, you imagine <laughs> being a drug kingpin and having Shaq break down your door? And you're just like, what in the world? Dude is massive. His hands are like the size of my head, you know, like <laughs> Travis said my knowledge bomb broke the live feed. True that, man. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Yeah. God <laughs> dang it. But yeah. So anyway, so anyway, yeah. And the other thing about Kaepernick is that he admits that he doesn't vote. And to be somebody who's going to take maybe he didn't mean it to be such a spectacle, but to 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 for somebody to have such a political, to be the base of a political spectacle, to admit you don't vote. And yet want to see some sort of change. I want to see some sort of change, but, you, but you're not going to vote. I don't know, man. You know, like, so all these factors kind of go into why people just don't take him seriously. Agreed. And I mean, that would be fine. Uh, you know, it, I, I still think he should be playing. That's just me. Unless he's just completely out of shape now, which I doubt it. You know. Yeah, guys who run four or fives don't just magically get out of shape. I mean, yeah. I mean, but whatever. And I'm kind of biased also because, like, I really like the scrambling quarterback. Like, that's, you know, so. Well, they're fun to play in when you're playing Madden and not getting shut up. Absolutely. <laughs> they absolutely are. You know, you just got to be careful with who you beat. Otherwise, someone's going to come in with a gun. Right. <laughs> true, true story. You took me off guard with that one. I don't even have a joke. Sorry about that. <laughs> but no, so just summarizing the Kaepernick thing, Nike isn't going to see a huge loss. No, That's, neither is NFL. And the people who are – the people who bitch about other people virtue signaling – are now the ones virtue signaling by, you know, burning their gear. And so they've become what they detest. Not for nothing. The right's been virtue signaling this whole time. Right. Maybe just not as, you know, spotlighted as the left or as much or as ridiculous, but they are. They do. But now they're coming off just as ridiculous. You know, the people that yes. they, oh, 
these liberal snowflakes can't take law. And it's like, well, you're the ones burning the things that you've already bought. Right. Right. You're just fighting yourself. You know, I got, I got into a conversation today with, you know, people who were saying, oh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, you saw, I'm sure you saw the meme. Instead of burning your Nike gear, why not give it to a homeless veteran that you pretend to care that you pretend to care about? Wow, I did not, but that's amazing. Okay, yes, and I read so many comments that were along the lines of, "Oh, I would never insult a veteran uh, by giving them something like that." I'm like, You're "What?" Taking this too seriously. Between here. that and be between that and just the like, you are lucky that you are in a position to where you get to bitch and care about social issues so much that you think someone who has less wouldn't want it simply because of the social implications. Right. 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 Or as Travis said, just any homeless person, just give it to any homeless person. A, you're going to, you know, create the brand image that Nike is only worn by homeless people, but. But see, if you do that, then you can't, you're not, you're not virtual signal. Yeah. And you're not able to, you're not able to right. share these videos of you pissing on it or setting it on fire and getting a bunch of likes in the temporary, you know? Right. Right. That's all this crap is for. So my point, because I know that I, I, I spew a lot of opinions and I don't, I don't circle back to my point. My point with this is I don't believe these people are actually anti-patriotic. Okay. Um, the fact that Kaepernick only started kneeling after he was told by military people that kneeling would be more respectful than what he was doing shows that he cares somewhat about his respect for these people. Okay. Yes. And I think that that's why it ended up becoming a dead issue for almost a year because people do realize maybe it's disrespectful, but they're not trying to be disrespectful. Okay, so I really think that this is all a friggin' issue now and was last season and is again this season because of Trump in his mouth. And I think that he's doing it just as personal fun, like he gets a kick out of it. Personal fun, and he knows that it plays to the base, man. He knows that there's tons of, I mean, he knows that there are tons of people who are going to take the same position as him on this. And, you know, oh, how dare they? Oh, I'm going to, you know, set my Nike stuff on fire and. I'm going to, you know, stop watching football. Like, he knows that it plays well to them. I'm not stop watching football. And, it does, <laughs> and neither are they. You know, it's still the number one watched program every single Sunday. I mean, you put the NFL Sunday night game up against any uh, television program during the football season, and it kicks its ass. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like the eyeballs are still there. The amount of people saying that they're going to tune out compared to the people who actually tune out, it doesn't add up. Right. Exactly. You know, so it is virtue signaling. It is, I, which I can't stand. I can't from, from either side. I can't. Right. And they're both doing it right now. And Nike's virtue signaling by making him the face. It's, this is ridiculous and pointless. Yes. It's all pointless. But at the end of the day, their goal as a brand is to get people talking about them. And we've spent, damn near 45 minutes talking about them so they won congrats nike yeah. you won you did it you got everyone in america to talk about you um and you're still ridiculous 
and I'm still probably going to buy your basketball shoes because they're the longest-lasting brand of shoe. And another thing, it's crap like this just continues the cycle that we're, we're in because, you know, one side will get ridiculous with something and then the other side will get ridiculous to even the scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the pendulum. And that's, you know, that's two wrongs attempting to make a right, and we're just, you know, it's, you know what I'm trying to say. It's just ridiculous. So how, how long until a major sporting goods company decides to use just the flag as its spokesperson? That'd be, that'd be interesting. You know, Ad, Adidas, Adidas just goes out and just hires some random Marine to be the face of their brand and just... Virtue sig No, of course not. But I'm right. I'm speaking in terms of virtue signaling here, you know? Okay. Hopefully brands like Adidas realize what the hell is going on with this and just stay away from it. Well, it, yeah, it's like if you like their products, buy their products. If you like In-N-Out Burger, it doesn't matter who they donate money to. Go eat your In-N-Out Burger animal style. If you like chickens, if you like Chick-fil-A, go eat... Yeah. Go eat your Chick-fil-A sandwich. I had Chick-fil-A for the first time like seven, eight months ago. And? Oh, it is exquisite. It's, <laughs> it's incredible, right? Did you get a sweet tea? It's, it's, no, I don't drink that crap. Oh, man, you're not really going in for the full experience. I'm a northerner, bro. I'm sorry. Oh. I've had two former southern fiancés, so I've had plenty of sweet tea in my time. Mm. Choking it down, trying yeah, to pretend but, like I enjoy it. But Chick Fil A sweet tea is just a whole nother level. It's the only sweet tea I enjoy now. Oh, for real? Well, that's interesting. It just yeah, Arizona sweet sweet tea doesn't do it for me. But um, what was my thing? Oh yeah, that's as far as oh it, it is miles ahead of any other fast food chicken I've had. Well, good. And I posted about it because I was so excited, and I got ridiculed by all my leftist friends. Of course you did, because so. they don't have gay chickens <laughs> the funny thing is that a good friend of mine at my job um happens to be gay happens to work for chick-fil-a as a side project side job and i came in and i told him about what happened or he might have seen it because he's on my facebook and he's infiltrating um, and he was like who the hell cares why like you know and and he's gay you know what i'm saying so it's like if he doesn't care and you shouldn't either. Yep. People got people got to, you know, eat and buy what lines up with them politically every single time. Mm -hmm. Okay. On to other news of the day. So today was the first day of the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearing. Yes, it Lots was. Lots of different things going on with that. Apparently yesterday, uh, Bush's lawyer um, released oh, – the. Bush lawyer 40, releases 42,000 pages mm -hmm. of documents to the Judiciary Committee. Now, um, Chuck Schumer had tweeted out that not a single senator will be able to review these records before tomorrow. Here's the thing, like just jumping right into that, every single senator wow. has a staff, um, you know, has people that work for them, quite a few people actually. So the notion that they couldn't have enough people going through these pages is a bit ridiculous. There's also, hold on, this stupid dog, it's going to kill, it's going to kill the stream. I know, man. 
puppies, man. Got one of their own. Ugh, dumb animals. But <laughs> 42,000 documents. You know, senators said that they couldn't review it. Um, you can pass this stuff off, though. You can pass it off to your staff. You can pass it off to your fellow party members. Um, and I'm not saying it's, you know, right of them to dump all of these documents at the final hour, but it goes back to what Nancy Pelosi once said uh, in regards to passing Obamacare. You know, they didn't have time to review the documents that were involved with Obamacare, but, you know, you got to pass it in order to know what's in it. You know, you got to confirm the guy to know what kind of judge he's going to be. You got to love that stuff. And between, yeah, and between that and the fact that all of his judicial records are public knowledge, like he's got, you know, all of his dissents are public knowledge. So they don't want to know about his record as a judge, which when you're a Supreme Court justice, that's what you are. You're a judge. They want to know about his record as uh, the secure or uh, the staff secretary for George W. Bush. So that's what all these documents are in reference to. And then another thing, the Democrats are keep, uh, keep using, he's using, or, uh, you know, there's 100,000 pages. There's, you know, 100,000 documents. Well, a lot of these are emails. And if you know how emails work, anytime you send one or say that you send it to 13, 14 different people, they take each and every one of these, you know, every single email that he sent to a different person and they include that in their number. So it's not exactly a fair representation of the n- actual number. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's a bit disingenuous in that regard. I understand that they're, you know, still bitter about Merrick Garland not being, uh, you know, given a hearing. But to be fair, there was a Republican majority when Merrick Garland was uh, going through the confirmation process and you don't have to confirm them so republicans weren't going to confirm him um that's just it it wasn't going to happen so there was no point in having a hearing it was it would have been a waste of time see correct me if i'm wrong but i really feel like 20 years ago to 30 years ago it wasn't it was yes it is right versus left but i don't feel like it was this you know thick-headed of everyone where it's just oh he's a republican no or oh he's a democrat no and that's what everyone's doing nobody's digging into the facts they're going off of what whatever label the person has and 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 just blindly you know agreeing or disagreeing and it's it's, it's not this is why the two-party system won't work man and it doesn't work and it's it's that and it's the both parties are guilty of this they use the supreme court as another branch of government and not a not a uh you know an interpretation like a a a body used for interpret uh, used for interpreting uh what laws mean based on the constitution so they don't Mm -hmm. you know they don't want someone who's going to determine if something is constitutionally right or constitutionally valid they want someone who's going to uh read things in a way that ultimately creates new law you know so that's and i mean currently right now at least that's what you know democrats are wanting they want someone who agrees with them ideologically because 
Yes. They view. Well, they want massive change to the Constitution. Yeah. They, it's a big racist document, don't you know? Well, and it's, you know, specifically today there were uh, several um, Democrats were talking about, oh, the, you know, you, to Kavanaugh, you've ruled that, you know, there shouldn't be a ban on assault weapons. I think Diane Feinstein. Uh, yeah, whoever. Whatever. <laughs> she kept bringing up, oh, you know, you're not, you don't want there to be limits on what kind of guns people can have. And the only thing I could come up with was, well, was that what was in the Constitution? Did our founding fathers, you know, say you can only have the right to bear muskets? No. You know, and they don't apply that no, logic to other that, things. That were the only arms. But I kind of see where they're coming from. I think that they're stretching, but I kind of see what they're trying to say. But you don't do it with any other amendment. Right. You, you don't know? say it's the First Amendment is limited to quill and ink. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. You know, and you can put a law in place that says, oh, well, you can't do this on the internet. You can't do this in newspaper. You know what I mean? You got to get rid of the printing press and you've got to write down everything by hand and copy it by hand because that's what was going on when the founding fathers wrote the Constitution. So we have to apply that logic to everything. We can't just pick and choose, you know? No, it's, it's and the spurging that, that everyone was doing this morning. These are supposed to be, you know, professional politicians. You know what I'm saying? And everybody yeah. was spurging out. Wouldn't even let Glassy like get grassy, whatever his name. Wouldn't even yeah. let him get like a word out of his friggin' mouth. Oh yeah, and then all the protesters. I heard one woman who was being dragged out. Uh, you know, don't take away women's rights. Don't take away women's rights. Don't take away, you know, rights of women. And I'm just like, what rights don't you have? Like what? What rights are possibly being put into place that... And, and what in, you know, Kavanaugh's past makes you think that he would do that? Right. You know, like, I mean, I don't know the guy's past, so I, but I'm, I'm, but, you know, you're just sort of assuming that he's like some misogynist. I don't but, know. And it, it's that, yes, it's absolutely that. And it's, but I just don't understand the idea behind, oh, okay, so what law, what, what rights are you going to lose? What, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I understand the issue of abortion and overturning Roe v. Wade is something. It's not going to happen, though. It, and even if it does, that's something, like, that's, that's a huge deal. Are they going to start prosecuting people, though, who get abortions? Are they going to start putting them in jail? No. You know what I mean? Because then you got to start looking into prosecuting people who, you know, have a miscarriage. Because it's like, well, how would you have a miscarriage? How did like is right? Is there going to be an investigation every time somebody miscarries? Like they're not. It's it's not, and it's not. It doesn't matter. Uh, Roe v. Wade's never getting overturned. Abortion's never getting outlawed. It, that's it. Doesn't matter what the people say. You know the 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 people in power say it's never happened. They're never even really going to try. Yeah, they just need. So, and but that is a genuine fear for. A lot of people, and I say genuine in that they actually believe that. Sure. You know, I don't know if it's valid, but they really do think that they're going to lose the ability to have an abortion. Right. Well, here's, you know, not to get on the abortion topic, but like, you know, it's not birth control, you idiots. Like, and that's, I think that people... I, I don't think it should be outlawed. I think that, you know, that's something the government should stay out of. Me, personally, that's the libertarian 
core that I'm coming from. But but it shouldn't be birth control, and it's a problem when you're using the birth control. And that's actually what's going on. People are like, oh, I don't want to lose my favorite type of birth control. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not a women's rights issue, the way they're making it seem like. More virtue signaling, of course. No, it's ridiculous. But on the so in the hearing though, um, the late there was there's a big stink going around about uh, Zena Bash, who. Okay. Okay. So do you know who she is? No. Okay. So hold on, I'm pulling I'm pulling it up. It's it's this computer's a little slow, but so Zena Bash works in the administration. I can't remember her. Uh, her role, she is, oh, okay, well, first of all, she is, is Zena as in Warrior Princess? Yes. Okay, so she's uh, a White House advisor, and just for a little background, she's a Mexican-American uh, descendant who also has family members who are Holocaust survivors, Okay. Just a little background on her, and it's important that you know this, all right? It's important that you know this, okay? Sorry. Because sorry. Several, yes, several outlets are running the story that uh, she was flashing white supremacy symbols while the hearing was going on, while sitting right next to uh, Kavanaugh to let white supremacists know that this was their guy. So that's what a lot of left-leaning uh, outlets are using as a headline. And she was sitting like this, like, like that, I'm trying to put my arms up, like basically like that, arms crossed, sitting like that. And so, yeah, that's what the, the narrative is, is being portrayed as, that this Mexican descendant of Holocaust survivors is somehow a white supremacist. Has she spoken about what she was doing? Uh, no, it's like then it's. <laughs> I mean, it's just the biggest reach, though. But that's the level of uh, stupidity that people have to, you know, go to to somehow make this I mean, about something. Yeah, exactly. Delusional. Absolutely delusional to get anything out of the fact that she was crossing her arms. As a symbol of white supremacy, it's like, do you got any more aluminum foil? Because I could use a hat I mean, right now. I mean, as, as somebody who dabbles with a lot of conspiracy theories, don't do that. Because that is unfair to throw her in there. That is just, or throw them who are taking this from her. Because it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just total ridiculousness. It's just, I don't know. She crossed her arms, so obviously he's away. So here's some, I just want to read some tweets uh, that are just hysterical. Um, yeah. I'm not going to read who they're by, but his law, his law clerk was flashing a Nazi hand gesture during his testimony. He is a Nazi white supporter. Not sure what's worse about Zena Bash, the fact that she flashed a white power sign on TV, the smug look on her face while doing it, how comfortable she was doing it, or the people who are now defending her. I have to look this up. And this yeah. is from Occupy Democrats. The, oh, good. It's literally going to give you brain cancer. Like, that is a page <laughs> that will literally make you retarded. You want to talk about 
People are afraid that vaccines are going to cause autism. Occupy Democrats page causes autism. So here's what they said. Speechless. Trump's immigration advisor, Zena Bash, just flashed the white power sign while sitting behind Kavanaugh. So the neo-Nazis will know this is their man. Spread her shame. Okay, I'm looking at the picture in question. And I'm missing it. Totally missing it. And it just goes on and on. Yeah, so that's pretty much the level of thought, the, you know, just what we're dealing with as far as the stupidity of, you know, that universe, that that group of people who have to somehow make this about a white, you know, Nazism. And so the woman identified as Zena Bash could be seen resting her right hand on her left arm, forefinger and thumb connected to make a circle with the other three fingers fully extended. She held the hand sign for at least a full 44 seconds. It's a lifetime uh, that the below video showed. And I'm looking at the picture, man. I don't get it. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, I to mean, say the I least. Just, it's, 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 this is how ridiculous it's going. This is like Alex Jones level. It is. Like frogs becoming gay type, type of thing. Well, there was some truth to that. <laughs> it's, but, I mean, you know how ridiculous that he was made out to be for saying that? It's the yeah. same exact way, well, but on the other side. People that agree that Alex Jones should have been deplatformed. Yeah. And now they're coming around and they're saying, well, look, he's obviously a white supremacist because look what Zena Bash did. So, yeah, you do enough non-critical thinking, then, yeah, I can see how you – I mean, people want to believe things so, so bad. So, you know, yeah. they just go ahead and make things up. Like, the Trump administration has done enough stupid things. Trump himself has done enough stupid things that you can make fun of that you don't have to make things up. So when you start exactly. having to make things up, you know that you're full of shit. Right. Just stick to the truth. You know, you'll, you'll, and I mean, I, I say that about both sides because you'll get your base to, you know, be up in arms and follow you and think whatever they, just stick with the truth. There's no reason all this crap, making this crap up. I, I just, white supremacist because she put her finger and her thumb together or whatever the hell. It's like. So that was pretty much the gist of the Kavanaugh hearing, uh, or yeah, day one, tomorrow's day two. And then he'll get confirmed. Right. Should be a lot of fun. Tomorrow's the questioning, right? I can't wait, man. I'm excited for it. I, I love this stuff. But, Dude. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to get confirmed. And we're all going to move on and find something else to get pissed off about, you know, going forward. Um, at least until Ruth Bader Ginsburg keels over. And then Trump will have his third appointee because it's happening. She's. <laughs> did, you, did you see what Lisa Blatt said? No, what? Um, oh, that she, she that she wished all nine justices were Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, uh, well, she she was standing up for for Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, she she introduced herself as a liberal Democrat, which I think is just kind of silly. But anyway, um, and mentioned that she voted for Hillary, I guess. Um, after offering her liberal That's like the political equivalent of saying I have a black friend. Right. Or or a gay one. Right. Um 
after offering her liberal credentials, including her belief in a woman's right to choose, who would prefer to see Democrats running the Senate Judiciary Committee, Blatt said Kavanaugh's credentials are unquestionable. By any objective measure, Judge Kavanaugh is clearly qualified to serve on the Supreme Court, she said. If it were up to me, Justice Ginsburg would have all nine votes, but that's not our system, she said, adding that Kavanaugh is the best Democrats can hope for in this season. I, I don't know, man. Doesn't that take the wind out of the sails of everyone right there? Yeah, it definitely it does. should. And that's why they had to go to the whole white supremacy thing. I guess maybe that's, that's true. Maybe because she had to open her stupid mouth. It's like, <laughs> no, you're not, you're not supposed to do this. Well, you know, and I, I got to say, I, I love logical thinking liberals because they're the only sanity left over there. It's not, yeah, you don't even have to put liberals there. I just love people who think critically and think for themselves and don't have to look to the it rest of their base to come up with an opinion. But I think in today's day and age, it means more coming from a leftist because in order for them to speak on their logical thinking, they basically have to put themselves in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. And risk being ostracized. You know, so, so, right, exactly. So, um... But yeah, that's yeah, the Kavanaugh hearing. I, I, you know, uh, tomorrow should be interesting. I can't wait to see the highlights. Yeah, and then we'll bring. Is that you? No, I said, and then we'll bring the news to uh, to people on Thursday, as far as what happened and a little bit of a breakdown. Right. But now, um, I guess you did a little bit of reading today on something, and the, you know, the, so the Catholic Church hasn't stopped having sex with people. But they've stopped having sex with little boys. Well, so at least in this story. At least in this story. For the record, it's it's being it seems like it's being widely reported as as if these two guys were were packing fudge, of course, with each other. But it was it was <laughs> yes, packing fudge. But it was only a little oral. A little oral never hurt nobody, right? Hey. Um. So, all right. I guess these two these two uh, priests. Is that your pup? Yeah, it's stupid animal. God damn it. There's <laughs> a little lightness to this. Can you go to jail for killing a dog? Probably. Well, then I won't tell you what I just did. I mean, you know, they'd have to prove it, but... Anyway. Anyway. You so, were okay, saying so, priests and so blowjobs? There were two priests, a 39-year-old and a 30-year-old. Both have practiced in the state of Illinois. Um, one is from Columbia. Practiced what? Priests? Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking about something else. Uh, so I guess they were both in Miami Beach, and uh, they gave each other the eye or whatever, and they ended up in a Volkswagen Beetle. Um, one. Which is pretty much the gayest car you can drive. You know, basically. Um, I think Hitler might have actually designed it, too. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, 
So, yeah, I guess one of them really wanted his pee-pee sucked on, and the other one was willing to oblige. So, but it's just getting a little... It, first of all, the windows weren't tinted, and it was 3.30 in the afternoon in Miami Beach. So it's not like... <laughs> That's a hot car. You know what I'm saying? It's sure they had the AC on. Anybody. And a cop literally walked up and just watched them for a minute, like, is this really happening? Like, so... It's, it's getting mucky because the Archbishop of Chicago came up, came out and kind of like defended them. Um, and then, and then a Vatican ambassador came out and started ripping the Archbishop apart, you know, alleging him of having a pro-gay ideology and, um, of getting his title, uh, by means of a wicked pact when the former uh, cardinal resigned amid child sex uh, allegations. So it's just, it's like, you know, the church can't get out of its own way right now. But I will say this. I will say that as far as these kids go, and I don't know that it's not related, by the way. I'll get to my thought on that in a second. As far as these kids go, this is an improvement. And it kind of makes me wonder... Because it, it, is it because the church is under so much scrutiny right now because of what came out about in Pennsylvania about thousands of victims over the course of however many years last week or two weeks ago that these priests are now like, well, maybe we should just fuck with each other and leave the kids alone. You know, like, and I'm being serious when I say that. I can't say it with a straight face, but I do, I do mean it. Like, do you think that could be related? That maybe they're trying to just like stay out of like the public eye and this is what they thought the best alternative trying was. Trying to get their rocks off? Sure. But, I mean, not not the way they did it, though. I mean, you know, the police even said there's a time and a place for everything. This had nothing to do with them being Catholic priests and everything to do with them blowing each other in broad daylight. In broad daylight. On a public street. Right. In, yeah. <laughs> like, get a hotel a room or something, man. Like, are... are were these guys just like, God, I got to do this right now? Like, I, I, you know, I, I guess so. I mean, uh, you know, the major concern that I had was that the fact that it was in public. The judge said when a police officer came and when, when a police officer can come and just watch, that's a problem. Um, was he coming while watching? They, they were set free on, like, no money at all. By the way, one one got out for five hundred. One got out for two fifty. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a, you know, they weren't hurting anyone, and I guess so. so yeah, it's it's the issue of, you know, again, one scheduled to fly back to Colombia tomorrow. The one who's from Colombia is is flying out tomorrow, which I think is kind of strange. Well, we're the uh, so, like you said in the statement, they're not getting. You know they're not getting to go back to where they practice and have their jobs. Like that's, you know. Um, I don't. I actually don't know that that's true because the. Hold on. Let's see. Um, Cardinal Kupich, Archbishop of Chicago, removed Berrio from ministry. Oh, he did. Okay. And also will not be allowing Berrio or Gerardo Cortez to minister. Okay. So he did. So yes, they they will not be practicing anymore. Um, and then the article goes on to talk about how the Cardinal, you know, was dealing with his own scandal 
and um, you know, pretty much didn't have any choice but to take these guys, you know. And I'm, knows. I'm sure if Tasha was here, she would have a lot of ins, uh, especially in regards to homosexuality yeah. and the priesthood. And, and hopefully we'll talk about it on Thursday because, you know, what is going on right now, you know? And it just seems like, like I said earlier, the church can't get out of its own way. Like, it's just one thing after another with them. And, I, I mean, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in a way, I guess, sort of. Um, but I really do think that has something to do with the fact that, you know, they're trying to be low-key now. And that's why this happened. But, I mean, at some point, you guys got to kind of, you know, disappear into the background for a little while and let let everything sort of sort, of, sort itself out and calm down with the smoking. It's one or the other. It's like you got to either walk your talk or you've, yeah, you got to go away and stop trying to be the moral authority on things. Like, you, right. you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't, well, you know... I mean, it's just, it seems like, and I'm not Catholic, so, you know, this is an outsider's perspective, but it seems like there's just a lot of turning a blind eye to what's yeah. going on, or between what's going on and who's being allowed to be a priest. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and what seems to be happening, and this is, I mean, tragic, is that the church seems to be splitting off into right and left ideology sides. And I mean, what the hell <laughs> is going on? Like, that's the last place I would think that this this crazy crap that's going on today would have leaked into, well, is, put, the, is the church. Putting on my spirituality and religion hat, it's like, that's what the devil wants though. That's what, like, you know, that's what Satan wants. He wants the church to be divided you know, that's why people are almost okay with these perversions. People are, you know, more and more accepting of that sort of thing. Eventually, you know, it's going to, it starts off in society and it starts off in culture. And then there's people who aren't even, you know, participating in any sort of church, but yet they feel that the, that the churches should change. So it's like, here's what the church's standards are. Here's what society's standards are well, the church should fit into our standards. And that's like, there's a lot of people who are giving into that. So there's a lot of people who would rather be able to say that they're one faith while also being able to uh, live in society's standards. Mm -hmm. And you can't have it both ways, but they want it both ways. And while, while we're talking about it, um, all these leftists that are coming out to defend the, the Pope um, because having a leftist Pope is like really important to them. Aren't these the same people who don't believe in God and think the, that being religious is, is, is exclusively a right wing thing. And all, you know, what do you care what the Pope thinks? You know what I mean? Like you can't denounce something and then say, Oh, but I think the person in charge uh, I like him. So what are you talking? Like, you know, that's talking out of both sides of your mouth. I feel. Yeah. I've had a lot of conversations with people, uh, specifically about that. Um, you know, it, it's people who say, Oh, well, these, 
these Bible thumpers, these Christian conservatives are voting for, you know, someone who doesn't live up to their moral codes. And it's like, for me, it's always, wait a minute. Okay. So you don't even believe in these things yet. You're condemning other people for not living up to the ideal, to those ideals or not even that you're condemning people for voting for someone who you perceive doesn't live up to these ideals where you don't believe in those ideals in the first place. So shouldn't you be happy that other people aren't going along with what their religion says? Like if you think religion's BS, you know, if you think God's BS, then doesn't it make sense? Like, shouldn't you be excited that people aren't living up to this, you know, made up man in the skies, uh, requirements right rule book whatever however you want to word it yeah however you want to word it to make people of faith seem stupid like you know you should be excited that they're not living up to their ideals or you should be excited that they're voting for people not based on religion like the, the the people who scream the loudest about separation of church and state are the first ones to condemn you know christians specifically for not voting based on their religion like, does that make sense? No. I no, mean, actually, you just lost me. What? The people are not voting based on their religion. Yes. So the people who are condemning. Uh, because they voted for Trump and he's an adulteress? Specific- yes, yeah, specifically that. But it's okay. the people who want church and government separate, right? Separation of church and state. They preach that. Yet they condemn Christian conservatives for not voting based on their religious ideals. Okay. Yeah, I get where you're coming from now. You know what I mean? Like, you see how stupid that is? So it's just, it's just, so it's just an anti-Trump talking point, basically, is what you're getting at. Yes. So, and that's, are you surprised? What I don't, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't understand why all of a sudden leftists are like, oh, the Pope's really cool. We like this Pope. This Pope has to stay the Pope. Regardless of the fact that how, how many Thousands of uh, underaged sexual abusers are now walking around that he could have done something about and decided not to. But I guess their priorities are really straight because he believes in climate change and uh, yeah. you know, redistribution of wealth. And so all of a sudden, but you're, I'm going to assume, you're not a practicing Catholic what the hell does it matter to you? Right. This is what this is what I'm not understanding. The way that they're just they're there because it doesn't even it, it doesn't even add up to an anti-Trump talking point to me. You know, it's like it, it's just I, I it's it's someone it, that they agree with in a position of power. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have any power over them. It's the fact that he has power in general. That's what okay, I, like I is exciting to, to them. They need to pick their battles better because if if who is Pope has literally no effect on your life, then why are you going to stand up for one who is basically the Joe Paterno of the Catholic Church right now mm. when you probably crucified Joe Paterno? You know what I mean? So I, you're not picking your battles, guys. Like the the risk-reward is not there on this one. In my opinion. And I don't even, 
yeah. I'm not seeing a whole lot of, and you, you might, you might be, cause I don't know your circles, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of praise for the Pope, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of condemnation either. You know, I saw a ton of condemnation for Joe Paterno. I don't, I don't right. see any of the, specifically in the media, I don't see any media backlash against the Pope for. It's almost like, okay, so here's the thing. It's almost like Joe Paterno was saving a football program and the Pope is saving the Catholic Church by turning a blind eye, saving. To the issue. And that was their intention. Right. So it's almost, well, we can understand the Pope trying to save the Catholic Church worldwide. That makes sense. Joe Paterno trying to save a football program. That's not, that doesn't add up. But, but that's the reverse way of thinking. You should be holding the Pope higher than you should be holding a football coach. Yeah, and also I guess it does, it would take away from the Trump outrage machine. So there's, you know, the incentive to dish on the Pope isn't nearly as high because then people will be more upset at the Pope than, you know, they would enemy number one. And right now the goal is to make Trump enemy number one. And if you take that away from them and, you know, point the anger at someone else, it's sort of, it, I'm telling you, man, they're still embarrassed. They're still embarrassed that Hillary lost. It's just ridiculous. What they need to do is they need to decide how they feel about any specific situation and then stay uh, consistent on that. If you don't like pedophilia or children being sexually abused in any way, shape, or form, then be against it. You know, Don't pick and choose your battles as to what could be anti-Trump or what could be pro-Trump. You're, you're being very disingenuous. It's a... It's a it's, you know, <laughs> biblically speaking, it's don't hate the sinner, hate the sin. Politically speaking, it's for them, it's, well, we don't hate the policy. We hate the person pushing the policy. You know what exactly. I mean? When it needs exactly. to be flipped, like you need to be discussing what policies you dislike, not discussing, oh, well, he said pussy. So, you know, I don't like him. In and it's private, like In a private conversation, he didn't know was being, how is this, how is I, I, at the time that that went down, I went, this is what everyone's yelling about? And I wasn't even, I was on the fence at that point. I knew I didn't like Clinton. I didn't know how much I liked Trump. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, everyone's yelling about this crap? What does this have anything to do with anything? Yeah, and I'm not even, you know, taking a, I, I can't even take a hardline position on, oh, you know, I really like Trump. It's like, I just didn't like Hillary Clinton, and I really dislike the disingenuousness of uh, mainstream media, both you know, right. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, like it's all super biased. So it's not like yes. I'm super on board for any of it, but it's, yeah, I, I hate was giving you both sides at that point. Kind of. The only reason I say that is because there were a lot of anti-Trumpers on Fox as well as pro-Trumpers. Mm -hmm. So you were sort of hearing two sides, whereas everywhere else you were just hearing one side, you know? No, absolutely. And it's, you know, just the disingenuousness, and it also just it just plays bad. It, you think that your audience is stupid. Yes. You know what I mean. The. And not for nothing, but it's they they sort of prove that the audience is stupid. Well, no, okay. So the audience is stupid, but you don't. You know, for people who think critically, it, it's kind of insulting because it's like, oh man, you think that little of people that they'll just buy everything you say, and they do. You know, I mean, they absolutely do. But it's, 
not good for society. And then you turn around and wonder why society's, you know, falling in the shitter. I try to, I, I, I'm not going to name any names, but I, I do know a lot of very intelligent people who some watch Fox, some watch CNN, who just buy everything they're told on their channel of choice, just hook, line, and singer without putting any thought into it and go on about their day and then spout out about all these things that are being given to them as opinions and they're now reciting as fact. And I'm, I'm blown away by how many really, really intelligent people just get stupid when the news talks to them. You know what I'm saying? And then when I open my mouth and I go, well, that doesn't add up and here's why. It's, it's not that they get mad at me, but they just roll their eyes and it's like, oh, that's Chris being Chris. Yep. Sorry. I like to think for myself. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't just blindly accept the words on a meme as the truth. Like, how dare you? It's just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And this is, and this is, you know, this full circle. This is why I wanted to start this podcast because I think that people need to hear a centrist view, maybe. Maybe that's what it needs to be. Maybe it needs to be centrist. Or maybe just respectful. Or maybe a combination of the two. But people need to hear something that challenges them enough, but not so much that they run away. And maybe maybe people can learn to start thinking for themselves again. Maybe. Think I'm not, Wishful thinking. Think no, I, I think it's very noble of you to wish for such a thing. And then I also recognize that there are a lot of people who just don't want to think for themselves it's easier to have their opinions and their you know what they think is true to be told to them that way they already know like okay so this group of people believes this okay good so i'm just gonna fall in line with that instead of having to do my actual research for myself okay then what i would ask of those people and that's fine i'm not going to challenge their lifestyle i don't know them but what i would ask of them is that when an election comes up that they, they research for themselves between whoever's running and decide along their own personal beliefs who should be the better president who, or who, who they or whatever senator uh, congressman is. city right. councilman don't just county sheriff go, well i'm gonna vote for this because i don't think republicans do this i could be wrong some i you know what i'm gonna take it back i have some family members who do do this and they're republicans but I feel like Democrats will vote for a crash test dummy if they're voting for, if they're running for a Democratic, you know what I'm saying? If they're running for office under a Democratic ticket, they don't, they don't fucking care. They're, they're voting for the party. They're not voting for the person. They have no idea what the person stands for. They have no idea what the person's history is. They're just voting for the, the party. And um, Trump is proving in a lot of friggin' ways. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he's doing it altruistically but his existence as president and his campaign and his running and his getting there all sort of prove in, in, in an odd roundabout way that politics are a friggin show you know what i'm saying and 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 all the current anti-trumpers okay so let me you saw the meme i'm assuming of w slipping michelle candy yeah at, I mean, okay. Um, that was cute to me, but 
everyone, everyone who's anti-Trump is, is coming out and going and they're spurging out about, oh, you know, this is the way politics used to be. And, and who do you think's changing that? The anti-Trumpers are changing that. You know, they're the ones who are making it a me versus you situation. I'm right near Hitler, as Top Show likes to say. And um, Yeah, there weren't people running around in pussy hat, you know, protesting the inauguration when Obama was elected. I mean, and, and, and when Trump announced... And if they were, they weren't getting the media coverage. Sure, sure. You're right. But when Trump announced that he was running and, and everybody on both sides of the aisle sort of freaked out, well, no one took him seriously at first, but then when he started getting traction, they freaked out because he wasn't a card-carrying member. He was a guy off the street who was like, I'm actually going to change shit. And everybody else is sort of doing similar versions of the same thing. And this is why they bug the fuck out. And now the people who 10 years ago would have told you they didn't trust the government as far as they could throw them are now going, oh, see, you know, if we just got Trump out of office, W and Michelle can have a candy party and everybody would be happy about it because, you know, that's bipartisan. Or that's, you know, you're a puppet. <laughs> like, how do you not? Like, see the way this works. Like, what are you missing about this? You're a puppet. God damn it. Like, he's proving that all, that all, the entire government is a shit show. And you're going, I liked it better when it was a shit show. It's I still a shit, it's still a shit show. Together against me. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. wrong. Yeah, no. I liked the Patriot Act being passed. I liked it when they decided that they're going to spy on us. I liked it when... You know, Obama said we can, you know, kill American citizens. And, like, those are the good old days. Remember when Obama was droning hospitals? Like, man, that guy. What a... Right. Yeah, no, it's, it, it has everything to do with rhetoric. And it's, you know, that's all people criticize about is like, oh, you know, he doesn't talk, you know, how I remember or how I like. He doesn't tweet the way I like. He doesn't, like, well, I mean, that has nothing to do with policy. So... I mean, I have to, I have to look into it, but... I heard from a couple of trusted sources, or at least they are on, on, on a lot of topics, and they said it uh, for the public on YouTube, so it's not like I'm saying anything, you know, just off the cuff here. But I heard uh, that there might be some possibility that during the 80s, the Bush the senior and Bill Clinton were sort of in cahoots together and making some money on the side outside of politics, using their power to do it. And, you know, I guess we should all be happy about that because that was bipartisan. That's when Republicans and Democrats could laugh about the fact that they were using everybody. And just you working together. But now you put somebody who – Trump is his own fucking party, really, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, more Republicans follow him than Democrats, but he's his own goddamn party. Like, because there are a lot of Republicans, McCain, for instance, who are just so anti-Trump and just won't listen to a word he says anyway. Yep. And, and so – you know, you put, I'm not saying that Trump was the best fucking person for the job to do this, but you needed an outsider. And you needed an outsider to sort of put a spotlight on just how fucking corrupt all of politics are, the right, the left, whatever. And, and how the people are just being used as puppets, doesn't matter where you, where you, you lie, where, you know, how you're registered to vote. And, and Trump came in and sort of went, well, I'm going to do fucking things differently. And everybody in the government freaked the fuck out. And now all of a sudden the people are like, I want to go back to when we were being, you know, used as puppets. 
because this Trump guy, man, he says some crazy shit and he uses Twitter too much. And sometimes he steps on the border of misogyny or racist. And, and I agree with all of those, you know, all of those statements, but his policies are still good. And it's still better to have an outsider in office, even if my belief in his outsiderness is waning as time goes on. Although he did resist going, you know, going into Iran and starting a fucking pointless war. So, but, uh, you know, you get my point. I just think it's funny. I just think everybody's like, I want to go back to when I was being fucked in the asshole because this guy says shit that offends me. <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes down to. Do you, okay, so do you want to end on a funny story? Sure. Okay. Daily Mail dot co dot uk tasha sent me this or sent us this transgender man with no penis who tricked two women during sex by using an unknown object while the lights were out is jailed for three years what carlos de la cruz tricked two women by using an unknown object during sex de la cruz had fooled the women who both incorrect incorrectly believed he had a penis the 35-year-old has been jailed for three years and placed on sex offenders register. So, oh, my God. A transgender man, so a woman who doesn't have a penis because she's a woman, took hormones to look like a dude and tricked these women into sleeping with her and then straight using, women. yeah, straight women into using something aside from an actual penis to go in their vagina. No, they don't say what it was. Probably no, I know. was the cucumber. Yeah. Well, you know, like, well, what, what is he dealing? What, what, what is the, what exactly is De La Cruz dealing with here? You know, oh, is, is, is she using a banana? Is she using the cucumber? Is she using some sort of squash? <laughs> Um, a cut, a cut off end of a pool cue that's, you know, been sanded down. Uh, so, wait, so, so they press charges. Is that what happened? Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Apparently she had used a prosthetic penis. Okay. And he said, quote, this is the lawyer. He considers it to be part of him. I guess that's similar to like, you know, someone missing a leg and then saying that their prosthetic legs are part of them. Did you say this is in the UK? Yeah. Okay, so he, this, this individual is going to get off then. Well, he already got off. Uh, oh. Or do you mean that, that he actually did? No, I don't think so. That's not how it works. She, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, guess I think this was in Scotland. But yeah. Okay. So, um, can you imagine, man? I'm glad. I'm glad crap like this is coming out because, you, like, was was it Tasha who said this? I, I'm sorry if you did, Tasha. I, you know, I'll give you credit. Um, but this is like just another version of toxic masculinity, is it not? This is just like another version of misogyny. Well, it's. A, she's a chick, so. But it's not. No males were involved. I understand, but a chick pretending to be a man in order to trick 
two straight women into a threesome, I guess. No, it, it was separate relationships. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, so a chick pretending to be a man, obviously, uh, you know, a lesbian, because um, she's into chicks, and now she's pretending to be a man, and now she's going around, it's funny to say getting pussy, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, you know... Getting these women to agree to sleep with her by pretending to have a penis and then slipping them a fake one just, <laughs> when they're not looking, just, and then getting brought up on charges for it. <laughs> it's hilarious, isn't it? They're, I knew you'd enjoy it. That's why I wanted to read it at the end here. I do. It's perfect. It's perfect. But but you know what? There's not going to be any jail time for this this individual. So well, it says there's he's, he she's going to serve three years. It's just what kind of jail is. Are they going to? Are they going to go to a male jail or a female oh, jail? Oh, conviction already occurred. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for them then. Wow. But yeah, that I, I bet they're going to throw her in the men's prison, which I don't think she'd want. So maybe she should, you know. Yeah, not interested at all in what's going on there. I can't. I can't. I can't. My brain just doesn't work. It same. hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> all right, man. So, uh. Plug. Time. Plug. Plug. Um, so we need to make up for the uh, the followers we've lost on Twitter. So come follow us on Twitter at Illusions D E S T R one. And then follow us on Instagram. Haven't been kicked off yet. Um, even though oh, I no, I'm sorry, you want to be, don't you? Kinda. See, I'm actually really proud of the Instagram. Like. Thank you. Yeah. No. I, you know, a lot of my friends get a kick out of it, too. I know well, well, I'm glad that they enjoy it. I uh, I really hope I didn't get kicked off of it. Um, but, yeah, because I posted an image yesterday, or earlier today of uh, just... Yeah, IQ. No, well, that and uh, of Molly Tibbetts saying that she hates white people. And then I said, I yeah. <laughs> at least she was <laughs> surrounded by people she loved at the end. Um, well, I don't think... Has anybody been kicked off Instagram? I don't even know. I don't remember hearing anything about that. Probably happened, but it's still Facebook. It's owned by Facebook. That's but um, yeah, so follow us at Illusions Destroyed on Instagram, um, and then check out our podcast on Spotify or anywhere podcasts are podcasted at. Uh, okay. This episode will be up momentarily. So thank you guys for listening to us. Tasha will be oh. back with us. Oh. Yeah, and, something. and also follow Tasha's Radical Mothering page yeah. on Facebook, and I believe YouTube, and I believe Twitter. Her, and I'm sorry yeah. If, I'm sorry if I'm missing anything. Yes. So find her as well. She will be back on Thursday, um, and we need her. We miss her. So, yeah, thanks for uh, checking out Illusions Destroyed, and we will see you in a couple of days. Bye.